Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who's somehow both a skeleton, a pumpkin, and a witch, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. It's so close to being McDonald's Halloween Buckets. It's, <laughs> it's so really close. very close. Yeah, it super is, yeah. Uh, that's very funny. I didn't... Uh... I didn't think about that until just now, but yeah, that is really funny. I am the McDonald's uh, Halloween bucket to your Halloween three masks. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it is uh, back out now, uh, not promoted by McDonald's no. podcast, nor are we cool enough to get the free swag in the mail. That if you want to send us stuff, just I, I, I'm happy to take the sweat because the sweatshirts yeah, looked I mean, cool that I, <laughs> that I yeah, saw. yeah. Yeah, I, I'll t- I'd take a bucket. I almost went to get one, and then I just I did. Didn't, so. They, so they're doing them in waves. You went and yeah. got one? I was going to go okay. get all three the first day, because, like, just whatever. But they're doing yeah, it yeah. in waves. So every okay. they're, like, sent one sort of bucket to each sort of a- area. So my area got the ghost. Uh-huh. And I don't, like, okay. I don't know when they're sending the second. And, like, McDonald's employees <laughs> don't give enough of a shit yeah. to, like... Yeah, I, I, yeah. They hate this. This is horrible. Like, you're making $10 an hour and you have a bunch of foaming at the mouth maniacs coming in and being like, Crash your popcorn bucket! You know? It's I was like, like very clear. I was like, how do I. I want to ask this in a way that's like, I'm not a crazy person. I'm just. So yeah. I was like, oh, I saw the bucket. I was like, hey, is that the only one you have? And like, yeah, we just have the ghost. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll have a happy meal, whatever. Yeah. And I drove to a one that yeah. was like five minutes away and I was like, hey, I see you. Do you just have the ghost? And the girl, like, didn't understand me, and she was like, they're in a box. And I was like, okay, yeah, um, do you, is it just, is, <laughs> what is the box just the ghost? And she was like, hang on, I gotta get the manager. And so she, like, walks around the corner and, like, shouts to the manager, and she's like, what's the deal with the buckets? And I was like, that wasn't my question. <laughs> and then I hear the manager go, it's a Happy Meal. So she turns to me and goes, you have to buy a Happy Meal. And I was like, again, thank you. Definitely know that. <laughs> Is that box only white? Are there other colors in that box? <laughs> so I have taken to whenever I'm in this situation, my purpose is like, look, I, I know this is stupid, but I, I have a very specific request that I'm hoping you can fulfill for me. Mm-hmm. And then it's and then it's like, I don't want I need I'm looking to get one of each of the colors. Do you have like be like hyper specific and also be like i'm the weirdo here well, not i just you. figured they would know like this box has just white. No, I, I, d- I thought i was being a reasonable yeah. questioning is it just the one color in the box yeah. i thought that was a normal yeah. question like an easy yeah. to understand question because that right, the first right. one I, I actually asked i was like let me ask i was like do you know like when they're shipping other one like what's the, what's it look yeah, like because yeah. they're only from like the 18th to the 31st which is like yeah, I can't, it's not like oh, once every Tuesday. Yeah, There's no obvious. Day. And I was like, yeah, yeah. this is twelve days. How, what? And the girl was like, I just started working here like two days ago, and I was like, that's fine. <laughs> that's Bye. that's fair. I'm a ghost now. Yeah. Woo-hoo, so I got the bye. ghost. Um, and I think okay. all the ones in my little like region got ghosts because I saw other people got okay. like their area got a bucket. It got the pumpkin first, whatever. But then one random YouTuber somehow got all three at once, and I was like, what? Uh, maybe McDonald's sent them to him. Yeah, I wanted. I was like, should I go get the ghost bucket? And then I was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> and I was like, I guess I could put the Halloween candy yeah. in it. And I was just like, eh, and I talked myself out of it. Maybe I'll go tomorrow when I get the groceries. Well, if you if your uh, area anyway. has not the ghost, let me know. 
<laughs> we'll have to we'll, engineer. We can trade. I will. I will buy a ghost for you. Yeah. Is it? Does like this feels like something that they should just like have in the app? Although I guess that seems like it would be. That, I feel like that gets dangerous. I don't. I have not checked yeah. the McDonald's app, so. But I don't think yeah. they have. That. They yeah. do that there. Well, anyway, McDonald's, you should have sent us buckets. I don't know why you yeah. didn't. This is an eighties cool. movie podcast. Surely this is the same space. Uh, I'll tweet at them. I'll, I'm gonna do it. I'll, I will. I will tweet at them. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Okay. I actually. Uh, well, I ha- so I have one of the original eighty. The original three pumpkins, because that's what we have uh-huh. one, from my mom, yeah. from our from our mom, and then I was in a thrift store like a month ago near me, like a random Salvation Army, and there was another one, the same one, like the same one of the three pumpkins from the original eighties, McGoblin, and I was like, oh shit, oh. two dollars for McGoblin, that's rad. <laughs> All right, tweeting right now. Quote tweet. Hey, at McDonald's. Oh, this is great podcasting, by the way. We can cut and paste it at the end. Hey, at McDonald's. What does does an 80s movie podcast need to do to get our hands on the Halloween bucket PR? Sweet Halloween bucket promo pack. Done. Tweeted. Retweet that if you say. There we go. Uh, Okay. Well, we watched <laughs> Halloween 3, which has nothing to do with any of that. Commercialism. <laughs> you know what that means. That's true, yes. The dangers of commercialism, wasting people's time on their commutes. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your one without Michael Myers. Someone's gonna your one without Michael Myers. When the mega powers expire. <laughs> So I was like really hoping to do like a hard re eval on this movie because I saw it once a long time ago. I, was gonna, have you, I couldn't remember if you'd seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it. I saw it once and I was like, it's not very good. I like Tom Atkins. We've talked about mm. him before on the podcast. Yeah, he's he's a fun. And also, like, I, I did see this in a, in a review, uh, just a contemporary review. Somebody wrote on Letterboxd that I did under, understand, appreciate where it's like, this is just some guy from Pittsburgh. Like Tom Atkins is not particularly handsome. He's not particularly buff. No. He's not particularly great as an actor i mean i think he's perfectly fine i'm not saying he sucks but you know he's not like you know a world changing you know you know you don't see that guy and you're like oh that guy's got the you know the stuff mm-hmm. um and yet he like got to lead a movie a couple of movies yeah. in fact and and it's like i do miss that i do very much miss when we could have just like a strong performance from somebody and that was all you needed and i'm fine you know i've said many times i want weirder movies with uglier actors that are much 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 shorter than we have right now yeah well because because atkins is like almost 50 but he's early 80s almost 50 which means he's almost yes (laughs) yes yeah i actually just recently uh my wife was teasing me for i've been watching golden girls uh, a fair bit lately and she was teasing me about i'm loving the updates by the way 
the the, the sporadic <laughs> nightly. It's like every once in a while I'll watch like two or three episodes and I'll text you and it's just like because obviously the Golden Girls was not designed to be consumed in a no. binge fashion. So <laughs> no. it's it, when you watch it that way, you pick up things and it's like sometimes like Blanche will have three almost marriages in six episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, how much time is supposed to be taking place? That's the great mystery. Episodes? We don't know. It's like it doesn't it never it defines it. You never know how much time. Is well, that's the beauty of Florida. Like, There's no. There's no like seasons true, changing, no seasons. so it's yeah, it's always yeah. Florida time, baby. But it's just like you know, I assume that even at their advanced ages, they want to get you know, you know, they're trying to like maximize the time they have mm. left on the marriage front here. But then, so anyway, she was teasing me about it, and I was like, you know, what's wild about the show is like they're all except the 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 mother Sophia. They're all supposed to be in their like late fifties. Yeah, that's like, the crazy. They're six. They're in their sixties, I think. Like fifty eight to sixty two, I think. Like I, I think I found a breakdown. Like one of them might have dipped under sixty for the first season. I, I don't remember. But none of them are over sixty five until the later seasons. Yeah. and it was just like. She's like, wait, what? And I was like, people looked different. The eighties was then. a different it's, time. It's, <laughs> I said yeah, it before when they when they announced example. they were doing a reboot. A reboot. They were like, this actress is going to play Sophia, and I was like, she's young enough to be Blanche. And then I was like, oh no, yeah. she's not. That's just yeah. what age does yeah. now. Yeah. Wait, they're rebooting the Golden. There Girls? was talks about it. They were going to do a, a black oh, reboot. Okay. Um, and oh, I okay. and they were going to get um. I love her, and I lost her. She was a, one of the original Dream Girls, Jennifer Jennifer Lewis Hudson. No, no, Jennifer Lewis, the like original. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 okay, okay. She was gonna play Sophia, and I was like, she's not that old. And then I was like, no. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. In yep. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Well, it's just like Tom Cruise is older than Wilford Brimley in Cocoon by several years, which is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just different. I mean, Tom Cruise is taking all sorts of, uh, allegedly taking all sorts of supplements. I'll say it here. He's probably on HGH. Race car beds do a hell of a thing for your body. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like they're all on HGH. Like all the superhero people. They're on a cycle. They're all all on. Yeah. uh, They just dropped the trailer for Creed 3. And um, damn it, I'm going to forget his name. The very talented young actor. Michael uh, B. Jordan. Probably not that young. Not Michael B. Jordan, the guy who's playing the new like opponent in this. Oh. Uh, he was the lead on. Um, Whose kid is he? Nobody's. Oh, it's they, finally this is, uh, this his is, own. Yeah, so Michael B. Jordan's actually directing this one, which I'm oh, intrigued good for him. by. And uh, the gimmick is like this is a childhood friend who ended up in prison, and while he was in prison, just like watched him have all the success he thought he deserved, and now he's out of prison and wants to be. Oh, their, cool. That, hence, hence they'll box. Um, but the actor is the guy from. Uh, Lovecraft Country, the lead on Lovecraft. I Country. didn't watch it. You told me it was gross, so I okay. skipped it. I yeah, wanted to, but you were yucky. like, "It's it's yeah. it's gr- it's gross." So I said, "Okay, yeah." But he's like a good-looking, in-shape guy. You know, he I think he's shirtless in Lovecraft Country at least once, and is like very good. You know, obviously very good-looking, good. You know, works out. Obviously, great body. And then you see him take his shirt off in Creed, and you're like, "Oh, get the fuck out it's of like here!" You're with photoshopped. That. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like you're 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 on HGH. Well, you both are. I'm apparently sure. Marvel heads, the the basement dweller Marvel head fans are mad that Prince Namor in Wakanda Forever has more than five percent body fat. Oh, there's just what a joke. What a there's a shot of him like walking out of the water, and he has like a normal human's back, and yeah. they're like, "Wow, what a fatty! He's got such dad bod." And I was like, <laughs> I'm looking at it like motherfucker, where? Wait, 
is he the is he the the big dude from the other uh no game? prince namor is a new character he's the he's like oh, okay, he's okay. their aquaman essentially got it okay i saw the trailer but i i don't rem- I, I thought you were talking about the the uh i can't remember the dude's name but he he had, the water the tribe jack dude no the one the, i thought they were like the mountain tribe guy oh yes he yes, almost yes. beats the guy I know you're talking about the mountain tribe guy yeah yeah the dude who has like he's built like a refrigerator yeah he's massive yeah. No, yeah, it's Prince Namor. He like walks out of the ocean, and I'm like, he just looks like a person walking out, and everyone jumped on to clown him and say he was not in shape. And it's like, I guarantee you, he's in better shape than ninety percent of you oh, yeah. commenting this on the internet. So, I, I'll, I'll, I'll push that lever to ninety eight percent, bud. There's very few. There people are there, in the shape that Marvel people are in. Well, I mean, there's some cosplayers that are also probably oh, absolutely, yeah. So that's why I said ninety percent to yeah. account for that cosplay yeah. hot nerd. I'll, I'll, I'll push it up. I'll push it up to the to the top two percent of hot nerds on HGH. Anyway, as you can tell, this movie not very good. I like it. We are. It's fine. Deep intention. Okay, so here that's 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 what I was getting at before I got a, a really deeply sidetracked here. I did not like this movie the first time I watched it. And then like everybody, all the like other podcasts I listen to, people who I follow on Letterboxd, other people who write about movies I listen to, people were like, if you didn't call us a Halloween movie, people would really like this movie. And I just like, I think it's so slow and boring. <laughs> it's like, I, I agree that it's, it feels like a two hour movie to me and it's not, it's a hundred minutes. It's a right? hundred. Yeah. It's, it's slow, but I, I agree that I think if it wasn't called Halloween three, I don't know what you would name it because I'm, I don't even. You could just call it the season of the witch, I guess. But even that, I think, is a bad name. But that's a bad. That's a, that is a bad yes, name. Yes. Um, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But I think the biggest problem this movie suffered from was the Halloween three of it all. Um, but then, like, also because of that, it's sort of like it w- it would have disappeared if it had not been called that. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's absolutely. been dragged along behind the next to the corpse of Michael Myers that we've been dragging for forty fucking yeah. years. Yeah. Um, that apparently. And by the way, I don't. Despite wanna, the ending of Halloween ends, they're like, "Oh, there's we're making more," and I was like, "Well, of course they are. I mean, of course." Yes, they are. but also how? I mean, they'll just make more movies about Corey. <laughs> Get out of here, Corey! No one likes you, Corey. <laughs> okay, I don't want to spend an hour talking about that movie, but part of the reason we're doing that this movie is because of is, that movie. Uh, because that because of that movie. So Halloween ends came out, and like. My biggest reaction to the movie is just deep confusion. I was just like, all of you involved in this who like made it like Halloween 2018 is is very, very good. good movie. It's very well done. I think it's too yucky, but that's my own personal taste. It's not, but it's, it's like, it's like a teaspoon too yucky. And then they got to Halloween kills and it was just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah. Agreed. But like that movie's very good and very competent. And honestly, if you just ended that movie with the house on fire and them driving away in the truck, like that would have been great. I, I know. And then they made Halloween Kills, which is, I think, worse than than ends. Yes, but, I agree. I think Kills is worse than ends. But like, it's inexplicable. The thing that it's like, yeah, I know a bunch of people are like, in ten years, you're gonna be like, oh, it was doing something different, interesting. Like, I really I disagree. Won't. It's not compelling. It's like a bad Lifetime movie for an hour and 10 minutes. And then they're like, oh, oh, by the way, Michael Myers is in this movie. He's living in a sewer and missing a bunch of fingers. Yeah, it's. Also, I don't remember how that happened, but they kept showing his hand. Yeah, I think. As if to be um, like. Oh, you know what? I think he got a slicey slice. Um, 
that's the first movie. I don't know when in the second movie he had a slicey slice. Yeah, I, it's like I remember they fight him all the time, so it's very possible. But I just they kept showing his hand, like oh. I also forgot hand, that uh, like uh, uh, pant no uh, uh, Judy Greer. Judy Greer. I forgot she died in a previous yeah. movie, and so she was like she dies. She 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 dies like seconds before. Yeah, the it's eleven fifty nine fifty. Yeah, and and they're like oh we forgot to kill her. Yeah, Oops. I was like oh god damn uh, it I forgot I'd love Judy Greer. Yeah, I do too. I'm a huge fan. And I just, it's like, I just, like, I, and I don't, this is, there's no way to say this sentence without sounding like a sarcastic asshole, but like, I hope that this is what Jamie Lee Curtis wanted because, like, of all the people involved in this, she was the most bought in still. Yeah. She's still showing up and she's still in the movies and performing. Like, cause she could very easily have been like, I don't want to do this anymore. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. And I give she, my blessing. Or, there you go. Or, or if she comes back and it's like, sure, but you're going to kill Laurie like she did in H2O or the, the one after, the one that, after one. that. Yeah. I, I, like she could easily have done either of those things. So like she clearly was invested in this. And part of that is probably the bigger picture of hard to get roles for women her age. And I don't want to go down that road. Although, she, I mean, she is of the echelon of not a problem for her. Yeah, but she doesn't. I mean, it's like her and Sigourney Weaver in that category, and still both of them. You don't see them as much as you would want to. I feel like. Although Jamie Lee's had a, had a decent couple years because she did. There was Knives Out. She did that. Um, the other multiverse yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. She got these. Yeah. Yeah. No. Freaky I, Friday. She's doing fine. She's doing fine. <laughs> this clearly has raised her her uh, quotient, and she's getting more work, which is great. But I just like. There's a weird thing with this movie because it was such an important part of her career and she's obviously been very loyal to it because of yeah. that. And it's just like, this is it? Like, there's w- there's two scenes in the movie where you're like, okay, this is cool shit you're getting her to do. The the part with the, the jack-o'-lantern in the office, and that's all I'll say, not to spoil oh, yeah. things. Uh, and, and the I part truly the think kitchen, from I, that office, office sequence to the end uh-huh. was where she was like, this is what you're putting in the movie. Do whatever uh-huh, the uh-huh, fuck uh-huh. else you want. Yeah. Also, Lori's yeah. writing a book. That's what we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, it's just, uh, yeah. With the advent of the true crime, I feel like Lori's book is 10 years over. Yeah. Lori would have written Lori like four had... books by now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just, it was, com- it's completely inexplicable. Because t- Halloween 2018 is, is the Lori's podcasters, book. right? Right. Which is like, yeah. 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 But it's just it isn't it it is a movie that I genuinely feel is like made in an inexplicable fashion. Like who who chose to make it this and why? I don't understand at all. Yeah. I like I hated the first ten minutes. Like abjectly mm. hated it. And then yeah. it's an hour I can't I I kept being like in the first ten minutes, like, oh Michael's in this attic or yes. something. Or like, oh Michael's in this thing. And it's like, oh no, this is just something and I saw the shot where they were like clearly being like, Oh, this is like Michael's protege or whatever the hell. Mm. And I was just like, God, God, give me the strength to get through this next hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, it was 10 minutes. I hated an hour. I thought were fine. I guess 10 minutes. I hated. And then 20 minutes. I liked. So yeah, I don't know what the average of that right. would be a C minus, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm way, I'm way lower than that on that movie. I'm, that's a solid one out of five f- for me, like one and a half because of the Jamie. I'll give it a two out of five kitchen. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we should talk about this movie because we are now approaching 20 minutes, uh, depending on how long things get cut out. So, uh, the story of this, this movie is, the one is that is the, John yeah. Carpenter and Deborah Hill never wanted there to be more Michaels. Like, their idea was like, oh, we'll make an anthology. Every movie will be a different, like, spooky thing happening on Halloween. Which is cool. I like that idea. Except 
the studio and uh, Mustafa Akkad were like, mm, but what if you made one more with Michael? And they're like, I yeah. guess. And, like, and then we'll let you do your thing. And I'm like, no one thought that like that's not the move. Right. You got to do the anthology well, you... and then be like, oh, you know what? We can yes. we'll call back. We'll have another Michael. That's how, that's how they do it for American Horror Story. It's unique. And then a few seasons in, they're like, oh, call back. Remember that? Hey, this is fun. Yeah, I, I honestly think even if they had done this movie as the second movie titled Halloween and then they went back to, to Michael Myers for three, the same problem would exist. I probably, but there's more it's o- more open to then like explore like maybe mm-hmm. all the odds are going to be Michael movies and then the evens can be yeah. weird shit. I don't I don't know. Yeah, 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 it, it, it is uh, frankly uh, never going to work either way. And and and. You know, we did Halloween too. We did a full review of that on here. We've done uh, what one, two. We did. We did one, right? Four. Yeah, we did. No, we haven't done one. Oh, because one is now one part of the. Future. It was recently annexed. Yes. Yes. So uh, look forward to that next year when it's uh, thirty-five or 40, 40, 55? No, forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fifty-five. So look forward to that next next spectacular. But. Uh, so we have this weird little duck here, which is called Season of the Witch, even though. It's not really clearly witches, even at the part where they explain that he's a warlock with like 10 minutes. It's like we are running. The, the plane's wheels have come up. The front wheels are up and the back wheels are still in the ground mm-hmm. or, or vice versa. The front wheels are down. The back wheels are still in the air landing this movie uh, and to belabor this plane metaphor. And he's like, oh, by the way, I'm a warlock. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. When did that come into play? I think it needs a little tightening up because there's a lot of nonsense. Yeah. But overall, yes. like the struc- the 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 structure and concept is interesting. It just needs some tightening, like every other movie we've done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, pretty much, pretty much. Our uh, the retitle the uh, the subtitle of this podcast to be. <laughs> There's a good movie in there somewhere hidden in there. Um, but you just, I think this movie is better received if you don't go into it thinking of it as a Halloween movie. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you call it, you know, something like Silver Shamrock or I mean, that's also yeah, a every time I try to think of one, I was like Silver Shamrock. No, that's yeah. that's no, it's not that Stonehenge. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Computer magic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a there's like, a, you know, there's a reason why they wanted to they, like the Halloween is a good title for this movie. Yeah. Halloween like if other is, Halloween didn't exist. If you were to call this movie Halloween, it would be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Or to the me. Halloween trick three, or treat, like the, because that's what the masks yeah. are called in universe. The Halloween three. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that is very cute when they like wink at you in the first ten minutes of this movie. Yeah, but uh, so we start with some badass John Carpenter score. This is and sort some of, Lexus I mean, it's Nexus very, pumpkin titles. Yes, yeah, uh, but this is very, this score bit reminds me a lot of Escape from New York. Um, it's okay. It's, uh, the funkier end of the synth, I think, than the the more dreadful, ominous tone that he uses in Halloween. Um, so he, you know, he. Th- this is actually it was fascinating. I watched this movie and then Scream. I think either in okay. um, two days apart or three days apart. Wait, and both so of original those Scream or Five Cream? Scream, uh, ninety six. And both of those movies use Halloween, like, in the movie. Like, the, so there are characters in the movie yeah. watching the movie Halloween. And then, like, the 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 score from the original movie is playing in the... In universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I I, jo- I think that's a really funny and, un- and like, under-talked... I mean, not under-talked about at this point. There's probably a podcast just about this. But 
the climactic part of Scream when, or towards the climactic part of Scream when uh, David Arquette's searching the house, he's doing so to the score from Halloween. And it's yeah. like such a great cheap pop because it's great music and you just get to, you get like, to you couldn't it. just be like, oh, Right, like you couldn't just like, oh, I'm gonna just use that score because it's good. But people are like, what the hell? No, you can't do that. But by making your characters watch the tape, it's like, oh no, this is fine. The movie's just on, yeah. so now I can just use it. Well, did yeah. I tell you the crazy? And they do that in the this. crazy weird thing that happens if you think too hard about Scream and Halloween. So no. in Scream One, they watch original Halloween, mm-hmm. and so because all all horror movie directors like to like lob it back and forth in like. Yeah. Halloween Halloween boarding school, whatever that, that one is. I think that's H2O. Maybe. In that one, they're watching Scream 3, 2 or 3, and it's like... Really? Yes. It would be it would be Scream 2, not the, 3, because it's... Yeah, then Scream, they're watching Scream H2O 2, because I think it's the moment when um, Buffy gets pushed out a window or something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, well, hang on. If they're watching Scream 2 in a Halloween uh-huh. movie... Uh-huh. Can they watch Scream? What ha- like does the universe just like <laughs> yeah yeah that don't rip work. itself apart? It's like the yeah, two boxes yeah, on Futurama. Yes, yeah, exactly. They had to like pull the box inside the out time. to fix it. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. Um, so we've got some great Carpenter score here, and we've got uh, Austin Powers esque like steamroller squishing a guy where these two men are struggling, and the one pulls the uh, the chalk out of a wheel of a of a car so it starts to roll forward and the the guy who's choking him just slowly turns and watches this car rolls 1.2 miles an hour into him and then he's like very hurt by it which is very strange to well, me. Well, he's it's also weird cuz he I thought he was straddling him and then he gets squished by the car and yeah, the guy's was. able to like wiggle away and I'm like I don't know how I'm going to wiggle you. I doing? mean, I assume <laughs> I assumed he just he like had to do like a snake wiggle with his <laughs> elbows to like come out of the crotch area of the guy. Uh, the, so the, the my favorite part of this movie is the Carpenter score one is great, which you could say the same about those new Halloweens. It's Carpenter uh, and his the his shape hunts Allison. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing, the other music thing I really like is the jingle is good. Yeah, it's fun. Like the the, the London you know, Bridge is falling down. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, since today it would be uh, for, for this podcast, because it comes out on actual Halloween, it'd be like, uh, zero days till Halloween, 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 Halloween three. Um, so I love that. And I, I um, really did genuinely laugh at <laughs> the Halloween three on your screen. I was like, oh, OK, I see they what get you're it. doing. Yeah, yeah. They're also fun masks. Uh, and then we... we they are great masks. I truly think the masks are great. And I think Halloween 2018 has all three masks in it. Uh, which Yes, they're on a, a carousel or something. Which also messes with your meta thing because they're from a movie in which they watch the original Halloween. Oh, shit. So all of your, You're right. Yeah. I didn't think about that one. <laughs> it, all, it all collapses on itself. Um, but we find out that uh, Tom Atkins is married to w- Nancy was Loomis, married. a.k.a. They're yes, divorced. ex-wife Nancy Loomis. That's right. Uh, played by the uh, Nancy Loomis, aka Annie Brackett from the original Halloween, which makes it even and weirder the when they're watching Halloween. Yes, but it makes it even weirder when they're watching Halloween in this movie because she's in that movie. Yeah, but she's the actor thing. I'll give you. They're they're different enough. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, she has a very recognizable voice. So it's like, oh, is that? Oh yeah, it is. It's her. It's it's Annie. 
uh, he shows up and gives his kids two masks and they're like, you're too late. And they pull out these silver shamrock masks and put them on. And it's like, I I guess they'd be popular, but like in universe, literally everyone has one. It's kind of insane that these three pretty specific like character costumes. I think this is a, uh, symptom of us watching the movie now versus back then where like i think halloween stuff like we think of halloween as this like giant industry major yeah and i think back then it was like i don't know you got like six or eight mask options at your local drugstore or you know your your well no i just mean like whatever department store so many people don't wear masks most people like when i see when i handed out uh, halloween candy last year there were like i don't know five or five to ten max masks out of the 50 kids we got so i just like oh really i i I would say it's more it was more like half plus here some sort of mask something or other yeah no we didn't have much mask thing going on i didn't i don't remember um so that's what i mean like it feels like everyone would like some dude has the clown costume from halloween one and he just threw a pumpkin on it this girl's a ballerina and threw a skeleton on her face and i'm like yeah. It just feels like you got random costume that like is fine on its own and then throw yeah, a fair. mask on it is what I that meant. is fair. Yeah, no, I get you. But I think it's like it's supposed to be like one, it's trendy and two, they're just like because like you see the masks that Tom Atkins brings them and they're like, well, these suck. Yeah, these are these uh, are very comparatively. These are terrible. Uh, but I also like the, that this is a classic Hollywood marriage. Uh, he is 15 years older than here. <laughs> And and then just wait to see who he bones. <laughs> who who I'm pretty sure that character that actress is younger than Nancy Loomis. That actress is 23. Okay, so she is much younger than Nancy Loomis. Yeah. So again, so remember I said Tom Atkins is a, a an early 80s, late 40s, so that makes him look about 60. She's a yeah. she's an early she's <laughs> she's an early 80s, early 20s, which makes her look mm, 17. Yeah, she does look like a child. It's it's at the point where like you see it's about to go down. I was like, oh man, I forgot this happened. Yeah, and it's written into the script that she like aggressively wants him. Yeah, well, she's clearly got daddy issues. No. I mean, I'm not trying to be shitty. It's just like clearly she has some issues with her father. Uh, also, I do think I will. I want to give some credit here. The dynamic of the the ex wife and the kids and and Tom Atkins, all of it is so perfect that like sketches out the deadbeat piece of shit this guy. He is, really which is, which is why it's it's insane that he's the hero of the movie and is like running around as as Mr. and like hero the Lothario. No, that's a bad. Lothario is kind of a bad negative. He's like a, a Casanova in this universe. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a Casanova. And everybody likes him, and he he's like aggressively trying to save the day, but like he sucks. Also, he's a shitty like, father he, and ex husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's clearly shitty to all of them. He's absolutely like no no judgment. This isn't like my read on the movie, rather than no judgment. He's like full blown alcoholic. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, just a mess of a person. He's coming to work at a hospital where he is a doctor hungover, and the nurse when he's like, oh, I gotta take a nap. She's like. Oh, I think it's open in there. He's like, well, why don't you come with me? And she's like, oh, you scamp. And it's like, what the fuck? What is this, is this James movie? Bond universe we're living in? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And again, I love, I like Tom Atkins. would love to talk to him for the podcast. He's still around, uh, still living in Pittsburgh. Last I Googled him. But, uh, you know, wh- what is going on here? Yeah. That's, that's the thing I don't like about this movie that is, I'm like, Carpenter, you're not that old. 
are you? Yeah. Like, what are you? What yeah. are you trying to do here? Yeah. Well, this isn't Carpenter. Didn't he write it? I, oh, he might have story or writing credit the, on it. Because that was the did, point that okay. he and Deborah Hill wanted to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may be right. I will check that while we keep talking. Um, uh, I love, I love that the so the guy gets away. He runs to the gas. The guy from the beginning uh, goes to the gas station for help, and then the gas station attendant ends up bringing him into the hospital. And as soon as the guy wakes up and starts like spouting off nonsense, they're gonna kill me. The gas station attendant basically. Yeah, he basically puts his hand up and it's like, I'm done here. And just, he doesn't run out of the movie, but he like power walks out of the movie. Yeah. Well, it's great because you, you don't think about that. And he was like, can I go? And I was like, yeah, I guess you could. Like technically, <laughs> yeah. unless the police wanted a statement, but like there's no police here. So like, yeah. what, does the hospital have any authority to be like, don't leave until the police arrive? I don't, I don't think so. No. Uh, to answer the question, Carpenter did does have writing credit, or it does have some writing credits. I don't think he got uh, like a writing credit, but the actual like credited writer is the director Tommy Lee Wallace, yeah. who also directed uh, the It miniseries and and uh, Fright Night Part Two and uh, Annie Brackett's ex husband. Yeah, and he edited Halloween and he edited The Fog. He's like a long time Carpenter guy. Yeah, that's why Tommy is Tommy, and Lindsay Wallace Correct. is Lindsay Wallace. Yep. Uh, and uh, Dean Cundy edited this as well, yeah. so more more for the the Dean Cundy file. Um, so yeah, he has to go to the hospital uh, to help this guy. As we said, the gas station attendant is like, "I'm done." He he's like, "There's a very funny bit of it feels kind of improvised dialogue between him and Atkins, where he's like, "It's good that you brought him in." The guy's like, "Well, my parents always told me to help you when help people when you can help them or something." And then like the until the, until unless, there, unless you're gonna get hurt, you can always, should always help people. Y- yeah, and then he's like, there's the line. Bye. <laughs> and and normally you'd think he'd be like, hey, buddy, you trying to get out of this movie? And the guy's like, hell yeah. Except this is the incredibly rare instance where he doesn't take an Uber out of the movie. He's like, hey, I got a, I got an important date to be at at the very end of the movie. Can you just drop me off there? Sure, man, no problem. <laughs> drop me off on page 90 of the script. <laughs> exactly. So this... Again, this random man with no identification, really, is brought into the yeah. hospital, clutching a Halloween mask, and says, they're going to kill me. And they're like, just stick him in a room. Don't take the mask. <laughs> seems don't like... ask him questions. Yeah. Don't try and wake him up. Don't, don't even, like, aggressively observe him either, either. Just, like, drop him off in there. It'll be fine. This, like, ghost shift hospital, or skeleton crew hospital, I should say. It really is. Like, I don't know that. I mean, I guess it's not Halloween night. So maybe, you know, whatever. It's two in the morning and there's a ghost shift. But you'd think there'd be more people at the hospital. Well, isn't that what happens in Halloween 2? Isn't that the whole crux of Halloween 2? That it's like there's three people working here? Yeah, which is bonkers because I feel like Halloween is a night when more injuries are likely to happen. Oh, yeah. It's a big drinking night, you know. Razor blades and the apples. Sure, yeah. That old fake thing. Or weed candy. Yeah, the weed candy. Oh, man. <laughs> no one is giving the $75 for seven gummies <laughs> to right. children. Yeah, that, literally every year it's like they do these articles. It's like no one wants to give their drugs away on purpose. They're so expensive. Uh, so the, the, cre- the, the guy comes, busts into the hospital, and completely rearranges this dude's face, which is really wild. Well, there's also say. a weird insert shot of – I'm going to call them the men in black, even though they were like the men in gray. That's sort of their presence. They're like, got the sunglasses and the suit and they're like stoic. So there's this, 
weird shot after Atkins like flirts with his nurse or PA or whatever she is. There's like a two second insert shot of like the man in black stepping out of his car and like looking at the hospital and then it cuts immediately to inside. And I was like, I don't know what we were trying to do there because you could just show him inside the hospital and and we'll figure it out. Like, right. It's I think it's supposed to be the sort of like ominous. They're everywhere and they're always watching. But that is also accomplished by just having him in the hospital. Yeah. It's just like it's a weird two second insert shot that it kind of like breaks the flow of the moment. Um, yeah. So the, also, why did the that we later learn is a cyborg? Why did he wear gloves? N- uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Although we do see that they're capable of turning humans into the cyborg, so maybe they're still worried about fingerprints. Oh, that could be. That could be. I would like an explanation. It would be fun to get an explanation of like who these people. Like, I this everyone who used to live in this town got killed and turned yes. into a cyborg or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that would be way better. Um, like so you could have done it with the drunk. Tom Atkins could have run yep. into the drunk and then seen him later. Yep. Could, like a pod people. Yeah. Yeah. The drunk honestly is like a character. Uh, pod people is a great example, but he's also kind of like a character out of um, Escape from New York. Yeah. Where it's like this just like, you know, person who's stuck here sort of situation. Uh, I, I He serves a vital purpose of this movie, but honestly, like they could have done more with that character before he died because he's just doing an exposition dump anyway. Like you might as well make some more, you know, mm, lore do some in stuff. There. Um, yeah. So he like. It's weird because it looks like he put he should have just like put his fingers in his mouth and like broken. Uh huh. But instead yeah. he like puts his fingers in his eyes and then like just kind of squishes. Yeah, yeah. He just it's a like, weird squeezes choice. his face. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean, it looks all aw- it looks awful. Like not painfully it looks bad, awful. But, like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of thing you'd be like, well, that's about the worst thing I could imagine someone doing to my face. So I get it from that perspective. But he follows this up by exiting the hospital. He well, he wipes his hands on the curtains of blood. And I'm like, well, yes. why? Like, what are yeah. we? He also doesn't. Yeah. What are we doing? There's here? no attempt to get the pumpkin mask, which you would think seems like it. Yeah. I mean, I get the mask produced, but I don't know. Yeah, he goes, he like calmly walks outside and Atkins has to like chase it. You think, oh, we think the nurses are going to die also because she catches him. She's like, what are yeah. you doing in here? And you're like, oh boy. Yeah, exactly. And she doesn't get it. He goes outside. He picks up a can of gasoline and dumps it all over himself. In his car. <laughs> in his car and then sets himself on fire, which immediately explodes. It's a great fire stunt. It is a super cool fire stunt. I mean, obviously there's no humans. In yeah, there, which is it's good. a dummy, but whatever. Um. And then uh, we cut to Tom Atkins talking to the autopsy tech, who, again, is just, like, falling all over herself to hit on him. Yes. Yeah. Every, it, the, you're right. This is the James Bond universe, and he's James Bond. Like, every woman wants to be him, wants to be with him, and everyone is, like, open to his advances. So bizarre. Yeah. Um, the, this part is wild to me, though, because so the, this is where the daughter shows up, Ellie, and she's in the movie for the rest of the time. She's the one who's, like, Tom Atkins' little... little uh, Slam piece? I don't know. Yeah, slam piece. That's the word I was looking for. It's not, but I'll take that. I was going to say side piece, but he's not married. Right, right. Well, he is. It's it's interesting because he very clearly he's sleeping with this coroner lady. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what their deal is, but like, he's definitely sleeping with her as well. But um, we get this trope of movies and TV, and I guess it might be real, but it just seems so crazy to me that they're like, okay. It's like I get if it's one thing if it's like hey we found like your family member passed away like we have to do a um you have identify to identify the body. them right right and it's like they passed away peacefully in their sleep right or something yeah. like that you know we we you know whatever but like 
this man's face got rearranged. Like he's heinously, grievously injured. Isn't there another way you can confirm the identity? Like he's mangled enough that like the daughter might not be the best person to decide if that's her dad or not. Yeah. I mean, I imagine you could do like fingerprints or teeth. But you'd have or, to like pull a tooth, you know, I guess. Right. Well, you do like a dental impression. Oh, yeah. Like I think they do, you know, they do dental records. Wait, you know, just thing, cut the tooth know. in half like a like a tree trunk. <laughs> yeah, it's like count the rings inside. Yeah. But yeah, I just like they're like the, nope. The best way to solve this problem is to take someone who's grieving and show them the corpse of their family member right in front of them. Uh, he's also talking to his wife or ex-wife uh, Nancy Loomis to be like, hey, I, I can't. He's not doing it well. Like it, the the phone call should be hi. Someone got murdered in the hospital and then set themselves yes. on fire uh, yeah. in the parking lot, and the police are here. Yeah. Instantly, yeah. that is, here are the stakes. You can't be mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, look, I, I At the I very least, go. you need to say someone, someone was murdered. Someone died in the hospital. It's it's what, I, oh, no, not like that. But, like, I, I can't pick up the kids. Which to me sounds like yeah. every Friday night for him when he said, calls yep, her to, 100%. when he calls her to say, I can't pick up the yeah. kids. Yeah. Listen, uh, uh, Nancy, uh, just, there's too much going on at the hospital. I can't, I can't do this. Clink, just, clink, I clink. Again. Yeah, yeah, the, the bunch of, and then, what, come back to bed, doctor, whatever your name is, in the background. Yeah. Like, yeah, you hear her cracking open a beer, you know, it's just like, this is every week. This dude's a piece of shit. He sucks. Um, but of course he doesn't do that. So she she's mad at him. Uh, and he's, she's like, you'll, he's like, I'll pick him up Saturday at 10. Um, oh, also when the movie started, we got the, the lower third that said October 23rd. Yes. And then the jingle said eight days to Halloween. Remember that the jingle will tell you how many days to Halloween. Uh, because the next time we hear the jingle, all of a sudden it says two more days to Halloween. And I was like, how yes. many days have passed? <laughs> well, the, Tom Atkins spent those six days on a bender. With the woman. Like, that's the crazy thing. The, yes. wo- the woman has yes. come into the movie and grabbed him. And the next time we hear a jingle, it's like two days to Halloween. And I was like, I thought it was eight. It's yeah, been two six them, days. The two of them went to his sad marble red s- smoke filled apartment <laughs> with just empty beer bottles as far as the eye can see. And he sh- he swiped a bunch of empty cans and cigarette butts off his bed. And they went into it for six days. And then de- <laughs> then now they've come out. Um. So yeah, he goes. He goes to um, the bar w- instead of to pick up his children. Yes, um, it's a great bar. I it's will a say. cool looking it's a bar. Very good bar. It yeah, um, it's a great dive. It, it reminds me. It honestly kind of. Oh, it reminded me of the of the dive bar from my college with uh, dollar. I think it was dollar beers or something. And then, okay, gig was like. Oh, it used to be a quarter. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. But like you could smoke in there and like no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, still, the floor was like sticky. Band. Oh, okay. It was, it was that kind uh, of place. It they had a dusty box of, of Francia. <laughs> they would pour out of? If someone, or if someone ordered wine, there was one dusty box of Francia. <laughs> uh, it honestly reminds me of the bar from Perfect Dark or Near Dark. What's the, oh. what's the vampire one? Near Dark? I think it's near dark. The one with uh, okay. Pullman. The Catherine Bigelow movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Pullman? Yeah, Bill Pullman, yeah. No, no I was like, no, it's not Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Is, Bill Pullman's in Casper. Bill, no, Bill, Bill Paxton. Yes. 
uh r.i.p um yeah i just this bar is amazing and the, he like he's drinking and he, i think he's got a boiler maker going and they're they're uh that's a shot in a very, beer right? uh-huh and it's very weird cartoons on the tv and he's like yeah put something else on and he flips flips to uh the other channel of which there are three and th- we get news coverage right yeah, we get halloween what it is Halloween. That's right. That's right. He's the, hey, no, the commercial yeah, for the Halloween that, that pops yes. up in all of my '80s Halloween commercial loops. Yeah, yeah. The local TV promoting the movie they had to air that week ad is a is a thing that a I do have era. some nostalgia for. Yeah. Uh, so it's it is that, and then the, the Silver Shamrock promo, and he's like, eh, put something else on, and he flips another channel, and it's a football game, and I'm like. What time of day is it? I thought it was the middle of the night. This isn't the era of ESPN. Like, why yeah. is there a football game being broadcast? Well, this is where this is the commercial that says two more days to Halloween, and I was like, wait a right. minute, has it been six days since the guy died? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then and, uh, so uh, the the what's her name, Ellie? Yes, Ellie shows up and goes, I sp- I went to find you at the hospital, and the nurses told me I could find you here. That's yes. not good, buddy. No, I'm gonna say that. That's just not I, good. If everyone at work knows where you are and it's this sad bar, you have an alcohol problem and should address it. So they decide, okay, you know, Ellie and Tom Atkins are like, let's let's go investigate. We're gonna drive to uh, the town where these masks are from. We're, we're like we've somehow in the six days that they spent in bed together, and then he just like dumped her on the side of the road. That's my head cannon. Uh, <laughs> they were like, oh, maybe the mask had something to do with it. So they drive. It's just and drive such and drive. a weird jump to the mask, and yes. then and then immediately he's like, well, yeah, we'll go to Santa Mira where they make the masks. Why do you know where they make the masks? We got to him putting a six pack of beer on top of a payphone so we can call his wife and say, I can't pick up the kids. I have to go to a doctor's conference. I don't know where it is. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Your six pack of Schlitz like, and get the hell out of here. <laughs> the, the six pack is on top of the thing behind him at that moment. He puts it up there so we can make the phone call. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I got sidetracked by thinking about poor beleaguered Annie Brackett of just being like, no, sorry, kids. You're dead won't be here again to take you trick-or-treating yeah um but we decide to drive out to the middle of nowhere but he's a doctor like why is he doing this like there's no there's no part of this that makes any sense whatsoever also he is outside of his familial obligations that he shirks what about the hospital obligations you have dude right right presumably you are a doctor with a job um, but so as we're pulling up to this town, they're like, it's weird that they built the, that they have a factory in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, no, that seems like you would want that for the, the land and the, and the square footage. But he's right. like, like you have, you haven't built factories in major cities in a long time for a number of reasons. Most importantly, it's very expensive to buy land there. But as they're driving, Atkins is like. Founded in blah, 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 blah. Connell Cochran turned Silver Shamrock from a novel. And he's like reading their Wikipedia page. And I was like, yeah, where is this information coming from? <laughs> I, I needed a part where it was like on the box of the mask. And it's like, like the hang tag. Turn, yeah. But you like you open. It's got that hang tag and you open up and the inside is printed like the Dr. Bronner's bottle. Like it's size <laughs> 0.8 font. It and folds it's out every possible. Uh-huh. And like some of it is one direction. Some of it is another direction. And then it's like around the part where the, the hang tag goes. Those bottles it, like, give me anxiety. Circles. <laughs> yeah, 
it's I every time I see one, I'm like, how how is it that so many people are like, yeah, I'd like to buy soap from a madman, <laughs> from a psychopath. Yeah, like this is that that bottle is like the diary you see murderers have in movies like um, Seven, Silence of the Lambs, or yeah, Seven's a great example. Or I just watched um, Red Dragon, one of the Silence yeah. of the Lambs sequels, and it's like it's identical to the 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 murderer's journal. It's just like why why are we all buying soap from this madman? Yeah, so he he somehow knows all this information that he's telling her, um, and then they like drive around this town, and everyone's like staring at them. And he's like, "Yeah, oh, it's a it's a company town." And I was like, "Oh, that's terrifying." Yeah, yeah. And then we pull up to the motel. Well, first we pull up to the factory, and they're like, mm, "That's the factory. We better get a motel room." And I'm like, "But what is your plan? Because this isn't the hers factory. You don't get to go on a right. tour of the chip making and then get a hot right. chip it's at the end, <laughs> like here, you have a hot chip right off the lot. Like, what the hell are you planning to do here?" Here's a freshly poured latex mask. <laughs> Still hot, not painted. Yeah, and, and but the thing that kills me is like we pull up to the motel and the motel owner comes out with this fucking like absurd Irish fresh off the boat Ooh, Irish broke. Welcome to our little town. I you want to kiss the Blarney stone? Like what the fuck is this man doing? He, in he and Mrs. Doubtfire I, are related. Yes, but I'm like, oh, okay. So is like everyone in the town this Irish? And I was waiting for like the the Cochrane character should have had a like, bigger brogue. One hundred percent should be like a little leprechaun man, which is offensive and shitty. But also, that's the status of apparently the movie. he was he was excited that he got to use a dialect, and I was like, what dialect? Yeah, Dan O'Hurley, who plays Cochrane, does not have a dialect whatsoever. And I, I will say, I like him and what he's doing a lot. I think he completely understands what he's doing in this movie and is excellent. I think he might be my favorite piece of the movie, honestly. But everyone who speaks in this town should have the thickest of It should bros. be it should, like Luck of the Irish. It should be a whole lot of Merida. That's, like, that's what we should be doing. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I'm going to get so many tweets. <laughs> McDonald's was about to send us a, bu- a box and they heard you say that and they're like, nope. Uh, uh, he, he fucked up his, the guy who can't do an impression to save his life crisscrossed two pretty similar accents. <laughs> oh, don't say that. That's even worse to say that they're similar accents. In the context of the, the coalition, the, the coalition of Scotsmen is going <laughs> to okay. be very upset. But yeah, they're also like, they're like, oh, that's Connell Cochran. And I'm like, Everyone who saw this movie probably immediately went Colonel Cochran. Uh, I thought it was Colonel Cochran so until I read how the Wikipedia. Why is efforts. no one in the like Tom Atkins being like Colonel? No, Connell. It's a traditional Irish name. Like, right? Lean in, paint, paint with a broader yeah. brush a little bit. Yeah, there's th- like honestly, they are so caricature Irish in this movie that it's genuinely shocking me that there aren't Irish flags and shamrocks everywhere. Or, like, like, no I know one's like called eating Silver potato Shamrock. like a hand fruit. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a big plate of steaming corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> yes. Um, so Tom, a- I actually I need a scene where Tom Atkins like goes to the bar and they trying to give him a Guinness and he's like, none of that heavy dark shit for me. I <laughs> I need a natural light, please. I need a natty ice. Yeah, and some whiskey that you have to crawl under the floor to get to. <laughs> uh, so he and Ellie pretend to be married so as not to raise suspicion. Um. Which like, which I'm like, you can he just looks, be dating. She looks like your 
Or she could be your daughter. That too. But, you know, this is James Bond Atkinson universe, so his instinct yeah. is everyone wants to fuck me. Uh, so we get a very cool Winnebago pull up, but Tom Atkins almost gets killed twice in just rapid succession here. First by a falling bike and then by a, what seems to be a drunk woman who's a salesperson driving into this town. As well. I don't think she's drunk. I think she's mad. I think it's supposed to be she's like she, a busy businesswoman. Yes, but I'm just saying her her driving of this car makes it seem like she's very drunk. Yeah, she's about to get a memo that uh, her family's Christmas tree farm needs her to come back. <laughs> in a small town far away from the big city so it's she is uh, a store owner who is coming yes. to place an order for more masks because she doesn't like the phones or whatever and then it's the winnebago with the company's top salesman which like why are there salesmen if stores just order their own thing i i don't think he's their top salesman i think he's their top seller i think he's sold the most silver shamrock masks i use the store owner who got it sold the i was like masks. like a salesman <laughs> no no yeah yeah I, I like i think i think he is unconnected to the company he just sells their product it'd be like it's it'd be like if it to, to use your hers metaphor it'd be like if hers gave an award to the grocery store that sold the most chips and that that manager got to come to the fact his the way he talks seems like he's a salesman that he's like I talked to Colonel Co- Connell Cochran, but like it's it, it feels more salesman-y. He talks he talks about his store though. That's true. Um, so I was like, why are there salesmen? Um, and it's like this dude, his wife, who like at like you're like you, you have a thing. You were written with yeah. a thing in mind and and didn't do yes. it. So like, what's yeah. something's missing from this caricature? And then yeah. their shitty little redhead kid who gets his bike and bikes off. And when his mom is like, don't go in the street, he gives her the finger. Yes. Yeah. This family is so bizarrely written because the later on, we have a part where like they're getting led into what seems like a death, a murder chamber. Yeah. And they're all like very fine about it, which is odd. And then suddenly she's like very upset about it and and is like, you know, nagging. She becomes like a nagging wife character. And then immediately switches to being laughing about it. Yes, her son is dying in front of her and she's laughing at it. And it's just like, what well, is Well, no, first she's doing? laughing at the situation and then when her son falls over, she's like, uh-oh. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, but yeah, he gives her the finger and I was like, good lord, I called our father yeah. a psychopath the other day and and our yeah. mom got ups- a little upset about it. Because <laughs> I referred to the fact that he used to, when he drank Fresca, would take a sip and then swish it in his mouth to kill the bubbles. And I said that was psychopath behavior. <laughs> Sorry, I don't make the rules. <laughs> if I swished a bubbly drink in my mouth, it would make my mouth like Puff I would out. dribble. Like, yeah, well, no, I'm saying like my lips would fail to hold a seal and it would come out. Yeah, I don't know. But I just remember he always did that. when He would drink the fr- He was like, yeah, it's too bubbly for me. <laughs> That's a very funny specific thing. I don't recall. Um, so we get probably your favorite scene in the movie, which is he comes into the hotel room and she's sitting on the bed and he's like, uh, I guess I'll go sit and sleep in the car. It's be better than the floor. In well, here. For, he, first he goes to the he checks out the like office or whatever. And he's like, your dad was here. And she's like, great, let's go investigate. And he's like, well, what if we have a drink instead? <laughs> Hear me out. I uh, my hands are starting to shake. <laughs> I have the tremens going, and uh, if I don't take care of this, it's going to be a problem for you, too. <laughs> Hear me out. Cracker Schlitz. <laughs> I got I to gotta fire off 
like five or six darts. So let me get my marble of reds out and then crack a couple of schlitzes and then we'll, we'll figure out a plan. I just imagine this character when he takes his clothes off, like cigarette ash billows off of him, like pig pen and peanuts. <laughs> that he's just like a, like he takes his shirt off and it's just like a rain of ashes. And, left on the and floor. also like rattling, like cans fall out. Like, yes, yes, yeah. miraculous, like with f- no l- cause of logic. As he like takes off his sweater, like four cans come out, and and a whole mess of the pop top rings. Yeah, like, every every flat surface in his home is covered in pop top rings. Yeah, but so he's like, oh, you know, I'll I'll sleep in the car. You know, it'd be better to sleep on the floor. And she kind of turns to him, and then <laughs> he says, uh, you know, unless you'd like me to sleep somewhere else. And it's just like, and she's like, what? Is where this? do you I think you I think you know where I want you to sleep or something and it's like Jesus Christ she says where do you want to sleep doctor whatever your name that's is. what and it is he kisses her yeah and then they bone yeah and it's it's gross <laughs> it's not the the second time they have sex the scene is grosser yes uh, is this the this, this isn't the nipple one, right? The next one's the nipple yeah. The one? nipple one, the nipple one made me genuinely uncomfortable it. watching it. Uh, then we get Jamie Lee Curtis's voice as the like, uh-huh. as the Sigourney Weaver voice from uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I have uh, Galaxy Quest. No, oh, I was gonna say Finding Nemo or Finding Dory. Oh, okay. She, I thought you were talking about the like I have one job on this ship. Thing. Yeah, or also it was the voice. She was the voice a voice in Cabin in the Woods before she revealed. Yes. Yep. Yeah. She's the. She is the narrator of the. Or not narrator. She is the like announcer voice for the Seattle Aquarium uh-huh. or wherever they are in Finding Dory. Yeah. 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 So this is the announcement that Santa Mira, the town where this is, has a six p.m. curfew. That's not weird at all. And Atkins is like, oh shit, I only have nine beers. So he has to run out and get alcohol. <laughs> He's sprinting for the liquor store. His his character would have a fun time in Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know how like they you know that they've done things with like scary Christmas stuff where there's like sort of an ominous bell jingle of uh, something approaching. Like in Krampus, there's the yeah. thing with the you hear the bell. I, I'm just imagining Tom Atkins like trying to sneak somewhere and it just clink, being <laughs> the clink 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 of all the little the little nip bottles he has just tucked around his person. So he just in case he goes and buys a brown paper bag of of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um. And immediately, uh, a man, maybe a vagrant, walks up and says, hey, buddy, can I have a sip of that? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and Tom Atkins is like, sure, buddy. And it's like, what universe only, is this? The only universe in which someone approaches me and is like, can I have a sip of what you're drinking? And I'm like, okay, is if they have a cup and I can pour from several inches above said cup into it. And I'm not even a germaphobe, but this is a complete stranger. A complete stranger says, I, can I drink your brown bag of, of alcohol, please? <laughs> you can smell this guy through your television set. So he does, and then he gives a bit of exposition dump, like Cochran wouldn't hire you know anyone from the town, which is a weird thing that doesn't really get resolved or explain anything. Yeah. Right. Like, I, it's, it's so much more interesting if it's what you said, is like, as soon as they... Hire you to work at that place. You're changed. You know you don't come back the same. Mm-hmm. You know, like much. More I guess if I guess if they did that, they would just sort of like be making a a an invasion of the body snatchers movie plus Stonehenge. So I don't know. <laughs> like we're ripping off shit left and right here. What's it matter? Um, 
so they he like leaves and goes to his little like school bus in a dump house. Uh-huh. And he gets got by the the men in black. And there's this like the one in particular who attacks him and literally rips his head off looks a lot like Anthony Hopkins, I think. I thought so too. Yeah. Um but it's this like weird cartoony ass sound effect when they rip his head off. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's like I did. <sharp> a rare misstep for Halloween three. <laughs> no, not really. Um and so like the next thing is they're talking about how you know, bulk bulk buying in person for yes. your store is just seems like such a foreign concept. Well, this lady, it seems to me this lady is like, I keep trying to get stuff. They keep kind of blowing me off. And I do wonder if it was like, it should have been better established, but like maybe she's out of range of the TV commercials. You or mean something. the movie didn't tell you that? Yes. Uh, but the part of this that I like the best is Ellie is walking to get something from the vending machine. I think that's what she's doing. And this, this sales lady is sitting in her car. And when Ellie gets in front of her car, she just slams on the horn, which like I would shit my pants if somebody did that to me. Yeah. Like, not a joke. It would just be the end. And then she, Ellie, like, of course is very startled. And then the lady sticks her head out and she's like, Oh, I didn't mean to scare you. Yes, you did. Huh? What else did you mean to what? do? <laughs> that was the definition of what you just did. What are you talking about? And then she's talking about the, like the, 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 the masks and the, and the company. And she's like, Oh, I have uh-huh. a store in San Francisco. Come look me up. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say to it. Literally. Yes. You haven't had a real conversation with this woman. Yeah. I, like I said, I do think that that's supposed to be it, but it just is never explained whatsoever in the movie. Yeah. Well, later she dies, and it's like, right. what ha- what happens to her store? I guess they send right. a robot back. Yeah, they probably do. And then the robots can't speak, which seems like a problem for the human replacement thing. It does, yeah. Um, so Tom Atkins talks to his um, lady friend from the autopsy room, and she's like, Someone made a mistake and we were autopsying a car. There were no human parts. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we see, Lo- not Lori, Ellie, Ellie in the shower, get up, gets out of the shower, mm-hmm. wraps a towel around herself for five seconds, and then immediately wraps the comforter around herself. And it's like, yeah, then you can, you can sleep outside now. You just ruined, <laughs> you just ruined <laughs> this comforter. Yeah. Like, I understand the sentiment of, like, oh, it's cold. Let me get back in the bed. It's nice. Dry off there. first. You've got to dry you off. You've, you've ruined the bed. Yes, 100%. But then they immediately, like, they go from this, like, cold and shivering thing. Is, don't they cut right to, like, Atkins she's in walks in with a, with a beer, shockingly. <laughs> Shocking that he has a beer. With a case of beer or whatever, or a six-pack. And he's, he says something, and then she, like, steps up out of... She's like, ooh, and, like, there's, like, a little shoulder step out of her, uh-huh. out of the comforter, and she's wearing, like, negligee all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, she is, like, aggressively into this man. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking Crypt Keeper ass, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bone all night. We're gonna bone, and then you're gonna try and go to sleep, and I'm gonna try it again, and you're gonna say, aren't you a little tight? Like... This universe is the men have to be like, you're not a little bit tired. No. You know what? It's after three o'clock, which means you've had dinner and now you're going to bed. Drink your Metamucil. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this scene features the most aggressive nipple play I've ever seen in a I movie. And it made me so it. uncomfortable to be watching this. It like, looks like he's nursing. 
Yes. Yes. Like the you see the skin of this woman's chest get pulled tight. It's so ridiculous that it's in the movie. I felt so bad for everybody. Well, involved she wa- in this, she really wanted to do it. She read the script and thought she was like, "I loved Ellie," and I'm like, "What? What part of Ellie did you love?" I mean, I mean, I, I guess I in 1982 I mean, there weren't like there wasn't a lot of like you weren't getting adventures in babysitting, so right. So like whatever. Like if she, if, I'm glad to hear that this actress wasn't like coerced into this on the day. That's truly nice to hear. But it's just like this is the best. No, it was idea not Hello Mary. Yeah, it's like, like, and and to be clear, as I've said before, like there should be more nudity and sex in movies. It's just like this particular way that it's shot is yucky. Yeah, and more men, make make it even. I couldn't believe. Uh, speaking of Red Dragon, which I just watched, uh, Ralph Fiennes totally naked. You see the dick. You see his butt. You see everything. No way. Yeah. You see Voldemort's the. You see the Volta dick. Yeah, I mean, you see most of where it ends. Where versus you see where a little neck. <laughs> no, you see the top of the top of the tower, oh. as it were. But you just, you know, he's like running naked, and you see it. Oh, okay, is he the killer in that one? I mean, you're yes, but that's not like it's a spoiler. The, what that he? Oh, that he is, is a spoiler that he's the killer. I mean, you don't know that right away. Oh. It's all. I mean, you if you've watched a movie before, it's obvious. it's Ray Fiennes, and he sort of like only does that. Yeah. So earlier, what happened uh, when? Um, I keep saying Lottie or Lori, Ellie was talking to the, uh, like the single woman who was here to get her order for masks. She was right. like, my kid was smacking it around and the, and the, she, what does she say? The, the sick, the symbol, the something like, it's like, a, it looks like yeah, a giant coin. Signet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's two really inch. Bad. It's a two inch diameter circle. Yeah. It's a, it's like the size of a coaster. It's really bad. It's, it's impractical. And she's like, it fell right off. And I was, it's like, oh, this is going to mean something. And so it's yeah. like classic. Marge, by the way, is this character's name. Oh, thank you. Like classic 80s technology science magic. Like it is a plastic disc with a uh-huh. single microchip on the back that's not connected. Uh-huh. Like no wires connecting to anything. Right. But so like it's a microchip, though. So, you know, it's something, something bad. Yeah. It's nefarious because it's computers. And so she flips it over and she sees it as she's sitting in bed. And it's like in it's like the chip's like inset into the disc. And her uh-huh. instinct is like, let me pop this out. So she pulls out a bobby pin and tries to like finagle the microchip out for uh-huh, some reason. Uh-huh. And it shoots a laser into her mouth. This this part actually kind of rules, especially the the hard oh, the effect is great. Uh, mask is of her after with her face because she's still alive. So like the actress is like still twitching and clearly dying in the worst way possible. But the eyes are like literal red, not like bloodshot, but actually red. Like like every capillary burst, it's really na- nasty and gnarly looking. And then bugs start crawling because that, that's what we find out. Learn like part of it is it makes bugs happen inside you. So I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense not just bugs also snakes, snakes. it's like rattlesnakes it's like they're re- it, it's like they're recreating the plagues of ireland thing like it's just bonkers well, i think snakes in ireland was uh didn't mean snakes we'll say it that way the ireland the snakes that were getting cleared out of ireland were not slithering on the ground they were people ah okay wait the thing with the Got like the they say like so like some Irish saint Saint like, Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland. drove yeah. the snake that's a that's a racist yes. thing I'm learning this literally this moment. that's what I heard wow that's what I've heard wow okay 
I could be wrong, but I've, that's what I've heard that it is a racist thing. I don't. If that's I don't true, know that I learned. I don't know what right racist is racist like, against, but I always took that at face value. It was just like, oh yeah, like you know the the that this is like, uh, I didn't know that the caricature that we use in movies of a gypsy was like real people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Romani people. But like I didn't know that for oh. like I was I like because because there's not really much Romani culture in the United States. But like I was in my tw- I was in college and like that was I learned that fact and was just like wait what the no they're like witches in movies and they're like no that's like a racist caricature of people and I was like uh-huh. no it's like witches in movies and it's like no no it's not it's like I had no idea the, they're Romani travelers like I just right right like I know that now but, but I yeah. just like. I that that never read as racist to me because I thought it was a I thought it was like I thought it was, it was a, spooky, like you had your, a spooky fortune teller right, in a movie. R- right, exactly. I was like, yeah, like you got your Frankenstein, you got your mummy, you got your spooky fortune teller lady, like you got your witch, you got your Dracula. Like, no, that's that one of those is very racist. Yeah. That's the fun thing about human culture is that you yeah. learn eventually some yeah. things are just terrible. And as she gets killed as they're boning. And so that's a fun little break in that moment that, you know, she's <laughs> you're riding cowboy and uh yeah. and she's like, What was that? And he's like, Who cares? <laughs> glug, I'm glug, almost glug. there. Yeah, and lighting a Marlboro while she's he's inside her. <laughs> he's got he's got one corner of his of her, of his mouth is on her nipple, the other corner's got the cigarette. <laughs> Yes, she she has like ash in her armpit, and then he's like, "Why don't you just pour the beer on my eyeball? It'll go directly into my bloodstream." <laughs> Tom Atkins invented butt. My mouth is so a little didn't... busy right now. <laughs> he poured it in my butt. Um, so uh, they later, like a few hours later, they see her get wheeled into like a a, a company van. And he's like, I'm a doctor. Where are you taking her? And he's like, oh, we're taking her to the to the factory, to the health facilities. And it's like, oh, right. Companies just like had that. I didn't I like forgot that was a thing until I I mean, they had like a uh, air quotes doctor. No, like, I mean, our parents worked for DuPont, who was like, you know, part of the med- ended up. I don't know if it was that was then, but like they had hospitals. Because yeah. dad was saying once, he was like, yeah, I didn't feel good. So I went to the, to the I don't know if he said doctor or like medical floor or something. He like used a phrase that wasn't yeah. like, I was like, what, like the school nurse? And mom was like, no, like it was like a full medical suite. Like you could get anything you needed oh. there. And I was like, yeah, that's insane to me. Yeah. So that does make sense at a company like DuPont. But I think this is more like when a minor broke a finger and they're like, eh, yeah, go see the doc. And the guy just has a bone saw and like a, a pint of whiskey that he hands the guy. <laughs> and it's like, I'll take care of that. No problem. Get you right back to work. Probably. Um, so they go to the factory the next day and they're like trying to learn more about her father. He's like, and the woman at the front desk is like, no, your father picked up that order. Uh, but if you lost it, we can get more for you. And yeah. so like they're in a lobby on the like, the guest side of the of the front mm-hmm. desk and then on the other side of the front desk where all the people like the workers are however in the like guest side of the lobby there are like decorative shelves with like weird weird statues uh-huh. and then what looks like a pharmacy's worth of pill bottles did you notice that i didn't that's it's uh, like very very weird large bottles with screw tops 
Huh. That look like it looks like when you, you look at behind the that counter at the pharmacy and it's like all the giant bottles that are like weirdly labeled. I was like, what are these bottles at this place? That's super strange. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, but th- this is where so Cochran is Cochran showed up the night before and talked to Atkins a little bit. And he's here again. And he's like showing that family around. And then he's like, I'll give you a free order to make up for the fact that you lost it. And all the people start applauding. And it's so unsettling. Like you we keep mentioning invasion of the body snatchers. This feels very body snatchers. Yeah, that everyone's like, thank you. You're so kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, all right. Uh, family of sellers come with me on the tour and then the, he's like well, how about my friend here and I'm like that's a bold invite mister yeah you're taking yeah. a chance on a man you don't know yeah for sure and so he's like of course we can invite them on the tour and then like it seems decently accurate for latex mask making I actually think this is the coolest part I think this is actually just a mask manufacturing thing like this is probably the actual props from the movie that they manufactured yeah because they had to make a lot of these masks. You wouldn't just make one mold. and You'd make 10, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's like, yeah, they, you pour the, the the latex in, you swirl it around, you dump out the excess, so you let it set, and then you do it again and again. It's just like, I was like oh, this is it's accurate. It's not like a magic machine. Yeah. that like. Yeah, yeah. And so we get to this weird, like... It's way cheaper to just be like, hey, we're just going to shoot all the VFX part. Like, this is probably, like, half these people are probably VFX interns. Oh, I'm sure. Um... So then we go to this, like, creepy bunker filled with, like, novelty toys. Like, back in the day when it was, like, it's a, you wind it up and it just looks like a, like a crowd watching a bear on a unicycle. And you're like, Uh it's my toy. Uh Yeah. (laughs) The the play value of this is eight seconds. (laughs) It's probably around the same time period people were getting, like, a Clementine and two pennies for Christmas. So, like. Right, right. It's it's that I just feel like. I just feel like this to- if this toy cost a dime and you could get like a bucket of toy soldiers for the same dime, like way better play out of the toy soldiers. Probably. Um, but then uh, Akin. Although I guess it- I guess in an era without TV, people probably just watch this shit for hours. Oh, yeah. They- but like, again, you're watching the same thing back and forth, back and forth for yeah. hours. Oh, look at the bear. Oh, look at the bear. Oh, look at the bear. Thank God none of them made music. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Atkins is like confused by all this, and then the salesman is like, "Don't you know he made his fortunes in in gags? He invented sticky toilet paper." And I was like, "He invented what?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What?" I I guess the idea is like you pull off the roll and you can't get it off your fingers. I I like I truly I was like I've never like what about what happened like fake vomit or like a bug yeah. in an ice cube. Yeah, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted Bug in the Ice Cube. Joy Buzzer. Yeah. Or the Rattlesnake Eggs. That's always a fun one. Yeah, very simple with just a rubber band, yeah. too. So that's fun. That's the, the, So that's what Five Below used to be, was that kind of bullshit. I don't, yeah, I yeah. I don't. No one remembers that before they became the like mega thing they are now. It used to be like extendable fork and yeah. Rattlesnake Eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Novelty nonsense. And now it's not. Um so one of the the little their shitty little redhead kid is like, I want a mask. I want a mask. And he like goes to take one, and Cochran's like, that one hasn't been through final processing. Take this one instead. And immediately the salesman guy is like, what does that mean? What's the final processing mean? Yeah. And yeah. Cochran's like, hey buddy, shut up. <laughs> Stop asking questions. On with the tour. <laughs> um, and there's like a whole like room 
for, that says final processing on it. And then Atkins like with no handles, by the way. Yeah, not a you good sign. Can't open the door. Yeah. And then Atkins notices um, that there's like rather than security cameras, there's just like a legion of men in black standing around immobile staring. Yeah, he gets like thoroughly creeped out because they keep like appearing in different places, like every around every corner. There's another guy. There's another guy. There's another guy. Yeah, and, and now he as this is happening, but he's also like now figured out. Okay, final processing is a thing. I can reach it without getting inside the building. Yeah. Hey, honey, let's go. But as they're leaving, she spots her dad's car and is like, hey, that's my dad's car. And she runs to it and gets cut off by, I don't know, 20 of these guys. And the family is looking on and they can't see where she's going. But uh, Colonel Cochran's like, trade secrets. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, you scamp Reagan. So yeah, obviously like a dummy, she can't she can't get to the car. So they go yeah. back to the hotel. and She's like, I'm leaving. We need to leave now something is wrong and he's like all right i have to go make a phone call so he he has a phone conversation with jamie lee curtis where she tells him i can't make your call and then uh she gets got lord ellie god damn it not laurie not wrong halloween and because he comes back in the room and he sees that she's gone and then there's like a wall of men in black outside and he has to like jump out the window (laughs) yeah which like there's not enough attention paid to the fact that he shattered five or six small glass bottles in his pocket on his way out the window, and now it's just cut all up. Oh, yeah. Also, I wanted the scene where he's, like, running away, and then he starts doing, like, a smoker cough. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, <coughs> dying in the, in the ditch somewhere. Uh, so he sneaks over to the factory and breaks in, and he discovers this, like, creepy robot granny. Yeah, and the, it, this part is so strange to me because, like... He's seen this town is weird, which like, I, I mean, I guess there's varying degrees of it, but he's, he thinks this is a actual granny who's just knitting in the dark. Basically it's just in a windowless a room thing. in a locked right. factory, right? She's just rocking her chair and knitting. And it's like, come on, man. Like, obviously that's not a person. Yeah. We need you to think here, buddy. And then he gets grabbed by a, a guy from the shadows and, uh, they fight. And then, uh, it, they have orange orange juice concentrate blood. Yeah, and he's able to just punch through the stomach, which is very odd to me. Yeah, this is a weird, like, old white man fantasy movie. Like, all the women want to fuck me, and I'm super strong. And also, I'm but- always drinking. <laughs> and always smoking a dart. Yeah, and like... He he beats up this he, he beats this guy up and kills him like disables him by pulling some wires out of his guts and then he has like a thick layer of jello on his hand and two other goons show up with Cochran and grab him and instead of like continuing to fight it's he like just well, I just up. watched yeah I was like I just watched you destroy this thing like you're not that strong or smart or good at punching it seems like just keep punching yeah and then Cochran is holding the head of the granny and he goes this is a, a- from germany from 1785 and i was like what no it isn't no i'm sorry it isn't. i was like a <laughs> robot from 1785 then it should be wooden like wooden gears well they 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 i mean they did have you know wind up you know mechanical men and stuff but this granny is like way too advanced to be but that, that was more like the 1900 that wasn't 17 in the 1780s that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying because uh, I thought I think the, the wind up mechanical men was more like a 1900s. No, I think that's more like 1800s. Either way, um, yeah. And then then it's revealed that it is now Halloween. I think on the bottom yes, of the Halloween screen dogs. it finally says Halloween, yeah. and I was like, we needed more of these because 
it's been yes. unclear what date it is. <laughs> I think time has been slipping all over the place. Yeah, time I, well, I guess slip and the slip POV and of this movie, well, the POV of this movie is that of an alcoholic man. So maybe that's just like accurate. That's fair. And so they, uh, he's, he says, Connell Cochran is like, Stonehenge was for sacrificing. And I was like, I don't think we know that, know that. We don't, but that's the theory some people have. Yeah. Um, I do like the part where they like lead him into the final processing room and the two goons have Atkins like one on either arm. And this is after Cochran is kind of monologued a little bit and Cochran stops. There's this awesome, like very high up shot. Dean Cundy, uh, awesome high shot from high shot of Cochran who just like stops and takes this big, deep breath, like real scenery chewing mustache twirling, deep breath villain kind of move. And then just is like, and keeps strolling into the factory. It's like he's like the dawn of Halloween has made him so delightfully delighted. I just it's really good performance thing. Yeah. Also, like the more he talks, the less everything makes sense to a 2022 audience. Oh, yeah. like in 1982, what no one knew shit about computers. Right. In in 2022, what? Yeah. He's like, look, I take a piece of Stonehenge and I stick it in this coin and now it's a microchip inside a coin. And it's like, well, no, that's not. Yeah, that's not how that yeah. happens. It's like if you were using the thing to make microchips, I could give that to you. Yeah, I was like, so I was like, is stone is it supposed to be a piece of Stonehenge in the microchip in it? Or is it just, yes. there's just a microchip in the coin and then you put Stonehenge like crumble some Stonehenge on top? I think the Stonehenge is is part of the the chip making. It is wildly unclear. Yeah. And so this is where that family, the selling the uh, salesman family, uh, as we alluded to earlier, gets uh, led to the murder chamber. Yeah. We this this part is like just completely incomprehensible. Like it's the gray metal in, walls. Yes. And a, and a like a couch, like a, a normal living room setup, but gray metal walls, and then curtains with no fake window. Put a picture there. Right. She opens the curtain and it reveals nothing but more wall. At that point, I'm screaming. Oh, at that like, point, I'm like, we're, uh, we're all going to die. Can I use the bathroom? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, real I, quick. I got a piece so bad. Yeah. Um, And the salesman has been told he needs to, like, review some commercials for, like, they want his input because he's such a good salesman on it. Yeah. You know, or seller of the masks. And then their kid who's like a real shit the whole time, as we've seen, it's like they almost want to make it so you don't feel bad. I think that's dies, I think they, that's what they did. But the kid dies in such a horrific way that I still am like, ugh, no one should go like this. It's, it's bold to kill a child. I think this is like one of the only Michael, Ma- like Michael, Ma- one of the only Halloween movies where they kill a kid. I think that's well. I mean, Halloween Ends kills a kid pretty graphically. A kid? Yeah, he knocks him down the, the, the staircase. Oh, you're right. <laughs> he falls unintentionally to his death. though. There's no. There's no intentional child killing in the <laughs> Halloween franchise other than this, I think. Um, but yeah, so basically what happens is the plan is all the kids have been told to wear your Halloween mask in front of the TV at nine. So you can, you know, win the giveaway, which yes, I don't know what the fuck it doesn't make. Why was the, what does the mask have to do with anything? Right. Um, also someone on the internet pointed out that like, why are the scientists still making chips? right now it's it's, halloween now if it's yeah it's the it's not just it's halloween now like they're making chips as this commercial is beginning to and it's like uh, how how are they gonna get any like what is right give away at the factory door 
Like what? You yeah. have boxes of these masks that are useless now. Yes. Um, yeah. But the plan is all the kids are going to wear the Halloween masks in front of the TV. The commercial is going to play and it's going to do a flashing pumpkin that's going to activate the Stonehenge microchip in the mask. And it's going to kill the kids, but then also fill their body with bugs and snakes. Yes. And like, I promise you it won't make any more sense if I say it again. <laughs> right. Nor will it make sense if you watch the movie where Cochran is like, I'll give you a demonstration. And we watch the commercial come on and the, the family trapped in the room. This happens to the kid. He starts screaming. He falls down. His face looks like it's melting. And then it's just all these crickets. And then just an oodle of snakes. A lot of many snakes. snakes. Uh, the, it, and those animals end up, the snakes uh, end up killing the parents. Or she might just faint. She faints and then die. I guess, is, is yeah. assume, assumed that she, you know, does that. But like, so his plan is I'm going to actively kill the children and then hope mm-hmm. their parents are around to then get killed by the snakes that are produced by the That sure seems like the extent of it, yes. It's the dumbest plan. Yeah, it doesn't make a lick of sense. Because even later he's like, Why are you doing this? He's like, Do I need a reason? And I'm like, Well no, like yeah. you can you could if you're gonna do like I don't need a reason, then do that. But then he's like, Oh, on Samhain, we used to sacrifice children and I was like, I've done like a decent amount of research on Samhain in my days, and I don't remember ever hearing about child sacrifice on Samhain. Yeah, I, I must have missed that day of the of the Halloween lessons because I, I don't remember it at uh, all. Yeah, animal sacrifice have always been part of that, but like I've never heard yeah. them. Like, and they sacrificed children. Yeah, yeah. So he, that's sort of what he he's trying to you know put the Christ back in Christmas, as it were. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Put the Sam Hain back in Halloween. Put the child murdering back in Halloween. It's Samhain. Don't be, don't be a plebe. <laughs> what? Well, then it should be spelled with a W. I, I, the Irish, I know the Irish language needs does not follow any rules. <laughs> well, Gaelic uh, is we even also, crazier. We should also talk about the the coroner lady who Tom Mackins is on the side with, uh, getting absolutely wrecked by one of these monster aliens, and then put it robots drill through her ear. Yeah, sorry. Well. <laughs> Stonehenge robot. The crazy thing about it is, so she's an autopsy technician or what, like a medical person. She works in the in the in the morgue, and so it's assumed that she's medical because she's like, oh, it's car parts, whatever. And then she finds like one of the like the weird weighty part in like a wind up toy, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and she's like, calls. She tries to reach Tom Atkins and can't. Calls someone else. Like, I need you to look at this. And he says, I'll come over tomorrow. As we were watching the man in the back, like the the robot in the background, like grabbing yeah, the shit, yeah, yeah. the like drill. And then all of a sudden, she, like, looks at one piece. It's, like, this is all ash. It's, like, blackened ash, like, mechanical parts. Yeah. And then she, like, looks at something, and there's a a realization on her face. And she looks at something else, and she's, like, (gasps) and I was, like, are you a mechanical engineer, too? Like, what the fuck did you just learn? Because the movie doesn't tell us what you learned. I don't know what you just figured out. Right. I it's like th- what her reaction here should be. She catches a, refl- a reflection of the guy. Exactly. And I almost wonder if this is just like a, a like there was an inset shot that didn't work and they just didn't use it. No, that could be because it feels like she like f- puts the puzzle together. And I'm like, huh? yeah, because like I'm watching this movie and I've seen it before and I still barely put the robot thing together, you know, like yeah. that her, that she would do it. I'm like, well, I don't know. And then she gets, uh, even though these robots are strong enough to rip faces off, he's like, I have to drill this one. Yeah. Uh, so they, 
the, he has this big monologue like you alluded to, and they strap Atkins to. Oh, and a, we get a gir- there's a, a quick montage of children wearing the masks, like we said earlier, of kids who are like yes, yes, just wearing the mask with a random costume, and then we see his kids with. We like are reminded that Atkins' kids have the have the mask. Yeah, yeah. And so they strap Atkins to a chair and they leave him in this cell and they put a mask on him. Or I guess he's on like a gurney, Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah, it's a weird thing. And they they put a skeleton mask on him and he like is watching this commercial. He's watching Halloween. First, we get to, the, well, they make us watch yeah, yeah. a lot of Halloween. And I was like, don't do <laughs> yeah, the Jaws yeah. thing. Well, well, it's like you, you're you bringing in Lori's theme for this movie. Like, all this is accomplishing is that now I get to listen to Lori's theme. And I'm just like, come on. But he he smashes the TV, gets a piece of glass, cuts his wrist free, gets the mask off his head. And then while still more or less tied to this thing, does this perfect underhanded wrist flip. And it's like, you know, the bottle thing that people would like take a water bottle has like, you know, a third sort of, full. Yeah. And and you throw it and it does a thing and lands on its yeah. it lands right side up. It's like fun, fairly, fairly fun to do and kind of cool to watch. He does that with this mask. It does like a perfect flip and lands over the camera. It's completely ludicrous. He's such a Mary Sue. Yeah, he really is. But so he, he pulls a John McClane. He rips the thing down, starts crawling through the air vents. Um, and then all of a sudden he's running around outside. And I was like, oh, it's, I guess it's a good thing Cochran decided not to have any robot guards tonight yeah. for some reason. Yeah, only on the inside for for whatever reason. And he gets to a phone and he's like whisper calling Annie Brackett, being like, "You gotta, you can't let the kids wear the masks." And she's like, "I just because I bought it for him." And he's like, "No, no, you don't understand. Just shut up and listen to me." And it's just like, well, "This is the call she gets every Saturday." The best night, is also like he goes. So do you do you have the name written down for the family, the like the the salesman family? No. So we'll say their name, John Smith is the man. Yeah. He on the phone to his wife goes, no, you, they got to take off the mask. You don't get it. They killed John Smith. They put John Smith and his family in a room. And I'm like, she doesn't know who that is, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like and, drunk and, and, rambling. I know. I was like, this is the call he makes every Saturday night where he's like, you're poisoning the kids against me. It's all, they don't like me anymore. Oh no. I'm picturing he's like write, to trying to write a novel. And it, all, she gets she gets his drunk he uh, his drunk like and then they have to they have to take the the yellow brick road all the way down and that's how they're gonna get the spaghettios. <laughs> that's more high than drunk, but whatever. It, and, and she's she's like, "You're drunk," and he's like, "I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk." The mask, and it's like, "Look, you're you're calling on an insane lark here, right?" Like, mm-hmm. it's, but the thing you need to say in short words is those masks have poison in them yeah or something like poisonous yeah it's like the material is poisonous we just got some people in the hospital they're having a horrible reaction you gotta get or if it's it's like hey those masks actually came from russia (laughs) boom yeah you know boom suddenly all those masks are shredded but instead she's like yeah all right you drunk asshole click um and he tries to call her again but has to like hang up because the the guards are coming yeah yeah so he goes to save Ellie and um, he he gets her free and then he dumps, he gets like it, a whole like, box of the so buttons. It's, for, it's the most like video game sneaking bullshit of like uh-huh. this, the, the guards have a very specific scope and you can stand literally at the edge of that scope and they won't see you yeah. even though they're like facing yeah. you. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. 
wiggling around. He's like, he has an entire rack of masks that he's like walking behind, like a fucking Scooby Doo yes. cartoon. And then he crawls. All the scientists are like facing away. So he's like, I can crawl in the middle of them and turn on the commercial, and no one's gonna turn around to the control booth. Yeah. And he, of course, like he, as you said, he's a Mary Sue. He knows exactly what buttons to press. Well, he did on watch them do that. Comprehensible keyboard. Oh, okay. He did what? Right. They queued up the commercial. He for did the, train. I'm sorry. He did train to kill the I family. My comments because it's six six six. Oh, very clever. Um, and so the the commercial turns on, and all the robot people are confused. And then he runs away. Cochrane sees him. Cochrane watches him pick up a box of chips. And yes. go up into the raft, the, the like the rafters, and doesn't say yes. anything. He just stares at him, nope. and I was like, "Buddy, tell your men to leave. Like, do something." Yeah, and they all this like ring of blue light encircles them, and then another laser blast comes, so they all get wrecked. And Cochrane does this like slow clap, like I'm impressed by you, even though, like you said, he watched, like he could have prevented this or run away himself at any moment. It's so insane. Um. And he ends up getting sucked into the vortex or whatever. This I don't is. know what the fuck happens to Cochran because, yeah. like I said, the computer does a ring of light. Stonehenge the block, the Stonehenge block lights up, zaps him. He turns into stone, I think, and then just yes. disappears. And then the warehouse yeah. catches fire. It's like I, we get some big like Star Wars esque spark explosions, and then they're running away from the factory as it's burning and exploding. And it's a very cool like matte painting extension and whatever. But it's just inexplicable that this is how this ends. Uh, and then this is the point where I realized, like, is the is the giveaway 9 a.m. Pacific or Eastern? Because Disney Channel used to say it was 7 p.m., 6 p.m. Central. Right, right. Or, I, I, so that's what no, I'm thinking. It's saying, the other way? That's what I was saying to you before. I think this is a local thing. I, I'm guessing, yeah. Central is earlier, by the way. If that, 6 30, 7 30, Central? Or no, the other way. Yes. It, it, 7 on the East Coast is 6 o'clock Central. And then it's five on the other coast. It's earlier. Yeah. Yes, so you're right. I'm sorry. Was, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes. No, yeah, because London is yes. farther. I remember now. Right. There's central. There's mountain, and there's west coast. Pacific. No. Yeah. Pacific, central, eastern. There's only three. I thought there's there's mountain time somewhere in there. <laughs> I think that's just when you have a coarse light. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. And I want to keep talking about the movie, so I'm gonna let that go because that was a good joke. We're moving on. Thank you. Mountains um, are blue. Um, this 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 part where we learn that Ellie is an android really drives me crazy because like this is like a common wrestling trope where somebody will like turn on their teammates, but only after they help them win a match. And it's like it's like oh, actually, I'm aligned with the other team. They like they like so they like are celebrating together, and then one of them like beats up the other two. And it's like, well, why did you why did you lose? <laughs> and it's like Ellie helped him beat the team. Like why did you do that? You helped him. That's so stupid. And it, she also like is that the lady from the is it the first Austin Powers or the second one who won't die? I think it's the second yes. one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's like he kills her, and then her arm is still alive, and the arm is choking him, and then he has to kill the arm, and then the it's headless body silly. shows up. <laughs> it's like, why yes. won't you die? <laughs> He's doing a real like Ash Williams sequence here. He is. It's just so stupid. Um, and so he's like, he runs to the gas station, and the guy's like, "Don't I know you?" And essentially, yeah. all I could think of, because he, he's all of a sudden he's on the phone, and I, I, I'm like, who did he call? It's like, yeah, hello, the, the media, I need you to stop <laughs> commercials. 
I think he called the station and or like the, the the he somehow got the number for like the distribution of the TV signal because he's like he's on the phone. By the way, this whole this whole end part is so stupid. Like, first of all, it's inexplicable that he would have the ability to make this phone call. But throw that in the trash. Why are these kids trick or treating at the gas station? At the dump via automobile. At the like, like one of them. One the of them is old enough to gas drive. station. Yes, and the old enough to drive kid pulls up in a mask, gets out, and is like, trick or treat with his two friends. And then Atkins is like desperately leaving, like, you have to kill the commercial. It's going to kill the kids. And it's like, do you have proof? No, you just have to believe me. Well, I'm not going to do that then because I'll get fired. Yeah, but so he does. The commercial turns off. It's like technical difficulties. And then the little witch who's watching the TV clicks the knob to the next station and it's like oh we have technical difficulties and she's like yeah click <laughs> it feels like bob's burgers of like <laughs> yes they keep trying to save you and you keep doing the thing yes and then but but i it's just supposed to let us know that he hasn't saved the day well, yet. we don't know yeah so it's the third station he's like there's still the third station come on you got to turn it off turn it off stop it stop it and it like fades to black yes it originally ended with chill with like a symphony of children's screams, <laughs> which I, I like this ending better. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Cause like, it could still be the death ending. We don't know, but like, I think conclusively making it like children's screams and death. Like, I mean, it's, it's definitely a bunch of dead kids BT up. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the end. It's like freeze frame on Atkins and we're, we're screaming for help. You know um, what? Uh, I guess final thoughts. And, and would you recommend this? Um, yeah, I think here's the thing. Don't go into it thinking of it as a hollow as like a capital H Halloween trademark franchise movie. It's a weird, silly little science magic early eighties movie. Yeah. There's some stuff that I like about this movie, but even at a hundred minutes, it's twenty minutes too it's long. It's too long. To me. And and it's just like it's so like like slow and methodical when it works is incredible. And for me, this is the bad kind of that. Where yeah. It's like it just takes forever to get going. I do like what Atkins is doing. I do like the absurdity of this movie. Like there's I have a kind of like I kind of softened on it. I don't think this movie sucks, <laughs> which is what I we said for a long time. But I just don't, it's like I, there's a very specific person for whom this movie is going to work. And you've probably seen it already. Oh, if yeah. You are that person. That's fair. Um, if if you are if you think you're that person and you haven't, then obviously you know go check her out. But it's an odd duck of a movie, and the Halloween that you're totally right that it would be mostly forgotten if not for the Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. It's currently on don't Peacock. Ho- I don't know. It's, yes. it's it's Halloween today when you're if you're listening to this when it comes out. So I don't know if it's yeah, still there. It's, but you are probably running up against that clock. It is probably the stroke of midnight. It's over. Would be my guess. Although no, it's Universal. This is a universal. Yeah, but it, it is exp- it it is expiring soon, so I don't know if that will oh, actually okay. go away. But they, you know, sometimes they do that, and then it it doesn't actually go away. Um, but uh, yeah, that has been the spooktac a super spooktacular this year with yeah. uh, three three episodes, which is a lot of fun. Uh, next month will be the first ever edition of Candied Yams, and uh, I don't know if we'll always do all candy all November, but for this year at least, it will be two John Candy movies. So we're gonna kick things off with one of our family classics, The Great Outdoors. Uh, everybody's got these movies that are like beloved in their family. So yeah, tweet at us and let us know what are some of your your family classics. Like this is one, this and Chris, uh, Summer Vacation, so Summer Rental, excuse me, were the John Candy movies our parents loved. And so we just- And then like, Uncle Buck the was the like occasional. It was yeah, those two for yeah. sure. And then occasionally Uncle Buck slipped into rotation. Yeah. 
Which which almost I haven't watched it in a long time, but like almost certainly is the best of those movies. Probably. Right? Like from a technical standpoint. Probably, yeah. 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 Um so we'll be doing that and it'll be uh no more tea Thanksgiving. Uh, we retired that, but uh Candy DMs is uh is our new new friend, so we're excited to to do a lot of John Candy movies. It's just a good excuse to do them, uh, yeah. which we haven't had before. So uh, we'll be doing that uh, in two weeks. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Uh, send us a tweet at Dissect the 80s. Let us know your family faves. Retweet yeah. the McDonald's fam- tweet. Yeah, retweet the McDonald's tweet. And then uh, hashtag family faves. Tell us what your uh, yeah. family family loved. Um, don't forget to rate the show if you haven't done that yet. If you're listening to it, that really helps a lot. So wherever you rate it, uh, wherever you get it, please rate the show. And if it's not uh, Apple Podcasts, send us uh, a screenshot and we'll read that on the air. If you do use Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you do, please follow us or subscribe or whatever term they use to uh, make sure you get the episodes every week. And you can find uh, uh, us at dissectingthe80s.com too if you want to find out more stuff there but most importantly if you want more dissecting the 80s visit patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s at the five dollar tier you get like 30 hours of bonus content and a bunch more coming in december we've got a bonus episode and the christmas mentary coming down Didn't the pipe was very shortly. we have not so i can't tease it because we have not picked it <laughs> But we, you Veggie and I, Tales was discussed. <laughs> Veggie Tales was discussed. Uh, we will figure out something for the Christmas win, Terry. Um, I'm. I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if I have it in me to watch a Veggie Tales episode at age nearly thirty six, but maybe. That uh, doesn't. It doesn't seem fun to me. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, we'll watch a Larry Boy one. They're the fun ones. <laughs> But anyway, go check out patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. You get a custom RSS feed when you sign up, so you can keep using your favorite podcatcher app, and you don't have to use you know something you don't like. It's not like those Spotify exclusive shows you get stuck using Spotify if you don't like it. So go check that out, patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. Help support the show. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Trip Leno. I will always be Andrew Leno. Until next time. Unpleasant dreams. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.